0: Hello people. Uh, This week I have on Heather Mason, who is a founding member of, I don't know how you say it, I guess COSBAR, aka Canadian Women's Sex-Based Rights, and on the Board of Directors for Strength and Sisterhood. She's a former incarcerated woman at the Grand Valley Institution for Women in Ontario. After overcoming drug addiction, she now advocates for women in the justice system. She focuses on the failure of the uh, prison system to treat addictions and other mental health issues, as well as the issues of men self-identifying in women's prisons. So thank you so much for coming on. It's an honor. And I don't even know where to start. Um, I mean- Thank
1: you for having me on.
0: <laughs> totally. God bless you for what you do. Um, what do you wanna start with? I mean, I kinda of wanna go like back and talk about your addiction if that's, if you're comfortable with that. Um, yeah. So and- I actually started like, smoking
1: cigarettes and weed when I was, like, 12, 13. And then it kind of escalated. I partied a lot. Like, I did coke and ecstasy, whatnot. And then when I was 19, I started dating a guy that was nine years older than me. And he was into oxys. Yeah. Um, and I'd had Percocets before because I got my wisdom teeth out and been in a car accident. So I'd taken them and I knew I liked them. Mm-hmm. So I ended up trying the oxys, and I got addicted to them. Um, and I was on methadone, off methadone, on methadone. And then I started smoking fentanyl patches, and it was just mm. downhill after that. Um, mm. They're a lot stronger than the oxys. Mm. So that's when I started getting in trouble with the law. So I ended up my last time I was arrested was May 2017, so that's the last time I've touched opiates. Wow. Congrats on,
0: I guess, being sober. It's interesting that fentanyl was the one thing that was different than the rest from what I'm hearing you say. Like, it just, I don't know, are you able to describe it at all? I'm just curious.
1: I'm sure um, well, it's a downer, and hmm. it puts you on the nod a lot. Uh, a lot of people don't like that feeling, but I loved it. Hmm. Um I was more of a body buzz mm-hmm. but it was a lot stronger than everything else that I was doing. But I was also getting into crystal meth because mm-hmm. it's really cheap and everyone does it, so I never mm-hmm. had to buy it. Yeah, but everyone would come over with it, so I would smoke it. Um so I was doing a lot of crystal meth back then as well.
0: Wow, well, so, I would go ahead.
1: I would do anything really. Like when mm-hmm. I got arrested, I was doing crack, cocaine, Molly, Xanax, lorazepam, um, fentanyl patches, crystal meth. Like I was mixing everything I possibly could cause wow. like, I, I didn't even care if I died. I was hoping yep. that I would like get so high, fall asleep and never wake up. Like that's the mental state that I was in at the time.
0: Wow. I, I don't want to like pry and obviously you talk about whatever you're comfortable talking about. Do you know now what that numbing was caused from or what made yeah. you want to numb away?
1: Yeah so I had stuff that happened in my childhood. Um, I was raised in like an abusive home. Mm -hmm. Dad was an alcoholic and left so I had abandonment issues. Mm -hmm. Mom felt guilty, turned to drug use and my house was like chaotic. Like Mm -hmm. there are like junkies living on my couch and like I'd have to wake up early in the morning Mm -hmm. and like pick up all their like needles and drugs and like get my sisters up for school. So there was like a lot of resentment because I was being um, treated like an adult,
0: mm. right? How old all were you? This. Like when all that started, I guess from the earliest, memory, maybe, or?
1: Um, so there was like abuse and all of that stuff in the home up until I was in grade five. Mm-hmm. And then about grade six, my mom was really into the drugs. So that's when I had to start like parenting my younger sisters. Yeah. Um, and there, I was very resentful having all these adult responsibilities sure. and then having my mom try to ground me. Like, who do you think you are?
0: Yeah, you're a um, child. I mean, I think sounds like your childhood was stolen from you, really.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't have much of a childhood at all. It was wow. always mature Heather with the head on her shoulders. Um, so there's a lot of like abandonment issues. There's a lot of resentment. Yeah. Um, and then I obviously got connected with older guys that were into drugs and yep. it wasn't
0: good. <laughs> yep. I'm sure your situation is not uncommon, especially with the older men preying on high school girls. Cause I know that power dynamic, like it's pretty gross. I'm sorry you went through all that, but I can tell you're a fighter and you know, it's one of those things where it's, It seems like people go through difficult things like that. Difficult sounds like it's pretty light saying like that Um, to then set you up for what you do in the future. At the time, I'm sure it's horrible, but then look at what you're doing now. Um, You sent me some links and I mean, I guess when were you incarcerated? What year was that and how long? So
1: I got in trouble as a teenager. I got an assault causing bodily harm, but I ended up with a peace bond, so That was like my first instance with the law. But then I got charged when I was 26. And then I got arrested, charged, arrested, charged um, like five times from 2014 to 2017. Mm -hmm. And then in 2017 is when I actually went to prison. Wow, for how long? I got a three year sentence. Um, I did half in provincial and then I did half in federal. And then I got out and I went to treatment in North Bay for three months. And then I was at the halfway house in Toronto for four months.
0: So were you experiencing any men pretending to be women at that time?
1: Yeah, I first experienced it in 2015 in provincial jail, Mm -hmm. um, but they were still keeping them separated from us. Hmm. And then when I went to federal, they had started they had some that had surgery there but then they were starting to transfer in ones who hadn't had surgery and then i got out and i was in a halfway house
0: with one as well god almighty i mean it's it's horrifying i've read some of those uh women in prison stories uh images i want to read one it was the last one because it was pretty you know covered kind of a lot Um, this is from the gender descent, I guess. Is this a website that you're setting up currently? No, these are,
1: these are just women. I know Uh, they started gender descent and then they did this for me.
0: Nice. Well, I mean, not nice, obviously, but, um, so it's a quote from a uh, incarcerated woman in Canada. It's sad that CSC, what is CSC again?
1: Correctional Service of
0: Canada. Okay. Thank you. Feel they need to protect the rights of transgender women air quotes at the cost of putting actual women at risk. I was forced to live in a unit with the self-proclaimed transgender. I don't say it like that out of disrespect or transphobia. I'm a lover of and member of the LGBTQI community and am friends with many trans people. However, the lack of protocol CSC has in place allows any man that proclaims trans status to be transferred to a women's prison to do their time. One such individual told me themselves that their presence at GVI was a coup and they were playing the system. I witnessed them have sexual relations with eight different women I was aware of and caused such emotional chaos between some of the women. This person thought it was a game and treated the women in the prison as toys to be played with. This should never be a situation women are stuck dealing with. They are already in a vulnerable and in a damaged situation. Now we have to worry about being preyed upon by men who have no care for our emotional well-being. Prior to my release, this individual was charged with sexual assault and harassment of a woman in our living unit. This never should have happened. It was just one event of many he was guilty of. He threw his own shit and pissed at a woman outside his living unit one day because she called him a rat. Women don't do things like that to each other, and we never have. I've done over 20 years in jail and never seen anything quite like the things this individual did and claimed to be a woman. No woman should be subjected to that kind of living environment and... I can't say I'm surprised even remotely that you throw a man in, you know, an all women's facility and there's that like, just chaos that stirs up, you know, obviously the harassment and sexual relations is, I mean, it's just so obvious to me. It's madness. And it's also says a lot that, um, they would rather protect men and not be called like a bigot or a transphobe than protect the actual women. And one of the other ones said, uh, you know, the woman that was harassed or assaulted, um, was moved out of that area. And, and yet the man just stays there. Like, it's just insane. It's, it's just, people just, I don't know. It's upsetting, obviously. Um, so when you came across men to be women, was there any, like, how did that person act towards you?
1: So I was in with one named Judy and uh he used to always say that he was a woman from the waist down and a man from the waist up um so he was in for like 40 years and then got out for a year and got a sex change and then it came into the woman's prison and he sexually harassed a lot of us used to say he'd eat doritos off our ass or ask us to walk by again so he could look at us um so I was lucky and I got out um, before the rest of them were transferred in. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't even going to talk about it or say anything because like just the way that we are conditioned and mm. told that we have to call them she, her, and it's a woman. It. Yeah.
0: By the yeah. prison staff?
1: Yeah. Or else you're bullying or you're being hateful. or
0: Oh my yeah. Lord. Is this like... I guess once you call it a man, I that's insane. I, I I didn't know that I guess I didn't realize that they were complying and going along with the whole progressive narrative, even in prison. Kind of like calling it hate speech or whatever. Did they have like classes to like inform everyone that we don't do that? Or was it an individual like slap on the hand?
1: Um, well, it kind of just, it evolved, right? Like, yeah. that was one of the first things that I was told when I came in was about Judy, and that I had to refer to him as a woman. And even when my friends call me from prison, and they tell me because like, that's how I get a lot of my information is people mm-hmm. in prison, both men right. and women. Mm-hmm. Um, And they call them she and her and I'm like, you mean him? You mean him?
0: <laughs> wow. Obviously, yeah. if you're gonna be conditioned and it's like psychological warfare. It's so upsetting. You know, women are so vulnerable. I guess people are so heartless about people in prison in general. Like, Oh, you deserve it. Or we want to have, you want us to have sympathy for people that have done this and this and this. I'm like, they are still human. Like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's bananas. Um, it's upsetting beyond belief. So well, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead.
1: People have, people have this like painted picture of who's in prison. Like mm-hmm. they seem to think it's all like these monsters, but what they right. don't understand right. is like 80% of women that are in prison are there for like drug addiction or navigating poverty and abuse. Like mm-hmm. they're not, I believe it's like 20% of mm-hmm. the women's population are lifers. It might even be less than that. Mm-hmm. So like you, ha- you have 80% that aren't what you are thinking everyone in prison is
0: like. Yep. And that's the problem. Of course. Ooh, um, let's see. Let's see. Uh, so you also talked about or I saw something that you mentioned that the prisons obviously don't do anything. Now back to the uh, addiction combo um, to treat addictions at all. Like so, I mean, I guess you just come into prison and people I guess that's sort of probably first day coming down or off of whatever it is they're addicted to. So they just literally do nothing. How does that process look? so
1: at first you would go to provincial jail that's remand and that's where you go if your sentence is less than two years Mm -hmm. so the each jail operates differently Mm -hmm. um they're starting to implement withdrawal management style procedures but one of the issues with covid was mm. what they were doing was isolating people for two weeks. So they're putting them in segregation like cells, right? Solitary confinement where oh they're God. withdrawing from street drugs and also in isolation and scared that they have COVID.
0: So wow.
1: August, not the August that just passed, but the August prior, mm-hmm. um, my son's father was actually one of the prisoners who hung himself. So yeah.
0: That's horrifying. It's so insane. Like, I know, and then
1: four months later, my friend from public school hung himself in the exact same jail.
0: Wow, shocking! I mean, it's like this whole COVID thing is a whole nother conversation in of itself. Like, what they put him in solitary confinement because they think they have—I co- don't even know. So sad. Yeah, because
1: they don't want to put them on range and potentially affect, like, infect. rest of the people on the range so they're separating them right Mm -hmm. um when i first started going to jail they didn't help with withdrawals you're on your own they wouldn't give you um sleep meds they wouldn't give you like clonidine to lower your blood pressure Mm -hmm. they wouldn't let you get on methadone and then if you were like say you were vomiting Mm -hmm. you had to keep your vomit in the toilet to show the guards so that they would give you gravel Like that's how crazy, yeah. What's the gravel
0: thing? What's that?
1: For nausea.
0: What do you mean? Is it, what's, is it a term
1: called gravel?
0: Like, or is it really gravel?
1: Yeah. It's a medication. Oh. That they get for nausea.
0: Wow. So you have to keep it in the toilet in order to get that? Is that what you're saying? Is that what you said?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's how they treat you in jail. Like you're expected to be lying at all times and just trying to get medication. So some of the jails started implementing programs like the new Windsor jail. It's not mm-hmm. new anymore, but mm. they will put you on methadone. So if you come in and you're not on methadone, they won't let you withdraw forever. They'll mm. let you see the doctor and put you on methadone.
0: And they did that within the what last year or something?
1: Um, they were doing it when I was there in 2017.
0: Okay. Hmm. I wonder, have, did they start helping people um, in general and then they stopped doing it? Or has it always been a thing that they just don't care about that? Like, I They're don't know.
1: starting to get better, but yeah. they really don't care. Like health care is a really big problem in both provincial and federal. Mm. Um, and provincial, like you don't always have health care. Like they go home at like 11 at night and then there's nobody there till like 6 a.m., right?
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: if you need anything you're kind of shit out of luck
0: wow really helping them out like a kick (laughs) there's obviously it's like it's crazy you would think you would want to help these people out in some way shape or form so they don't wind up back in the system but then there are things that i mean sounds like pretty much leads you to want to kill yourself because you're not getting any help uh it's it's, and um, then
1: um also with when you go so say you're in provincial and they put you on all these medications so an example when i was in provincial i wanted to get off methadone Mm because i did not want to be on it when i got out of jail Mm -hmm. so i started tapering off and they put me on clonidine for excessive sweating Mm -hmm. Um, they put me on at for sleeping Mm -hmm. and then they gave me lyrica for pain Mm -hmm. and then when i transferred to federal I got there Friday at like seven at night and they're like, there's no healthcare and we don't prescribe the medication that you're on. So we can't give it to you. And I was like, what do you mean? You have my blister packs. Let me have my medication. They're like, no, we don't prescribe that here. So they made me withdraw off my medication all weekend. And then I talked to healthcare and they're like, yeah, no, we don't prescribe those here because of risk of abuse. So they let me go without any medication at all.
0: So, what kind of healthcare? It said you said healthcare. I'm like, well, what kind of healthcare do they even remotely have? Like,
1: like a doctor. It's honestly, it's not very good healthcare at all. Yeah. And like, if you want extras, then you have to pay for it. Like, especially with the dentist. So then you you're really dependent on your family, like your mom, mm-hmm. your dad, etc., because God. you don't get benefits or anything.
0: I, yeah, yeah. I, I can't say I'm surprised, but I'm sad. Um. So you talk to women in um, prison, and I mean, I don't even know. I mean, obviously, I read that one little um, feedback comment, but it sounds like they're just, you know, doing nothing. I mean, I guess it's just summarize what, what I already said. they are just two of the, the guards and the whole system is going to comply, and even down to the pronouns. Um, I just can't imagine how helpless these women feel, like, I don't know. I, I don't know like how you can even comment on that because, I mean, well, I don't know if you want to talk about the stories that the women um, say to you and how helpless you must feel when they're like, yeah. crying out.
1: So I started talking to women in June 2019 because I actually won a scholarship to the Canadian Association of Elizabeth Fry Society's National Conference. Mm. And they are... only national organization that advocates for federally sentenced women Mm -hmm. and when i was there there there's a a ton of lived experience so women Mm -hmm. either on parole just off parole and anyways caves passed their inclusion policy and one of the women who was incarcerated got up and spoke about how a prolific serial pedophile groomed her sexually harassed her stood outside the bathroom door asking if she was on her period Um, It really triggered her because of her history. And all the staff was like, I'm concerned with the transphobia in this room, and you don't need a vagina to be a woman. And she left crying. And all of us women were like, What is going on? So I started talking to the women that were there. But then I also started reaching out to women that I had been incarcerated with, and it kind Mm. of just ballooned. None of the women had anyone to talk to. They have been reporting, but. All the organizations are captured, or Mm -hmm. they don't want to speak up because they're afraid of being silenced, fired, doxxed, etc. Right. Yeah. So I really started speaking to a lot of the women, and they were really happy that I was a voice for them.
0: Mm -hmm. Um,
1: And then this past summer, I did a survey that I sent around, and I had women with lived experience contact other women that they knew and mm-hmm. I was able to connect with like 80 women in Canada which was pretty cool mm-hmm. and that's where I got a lot of those comments for those infograph that you just uh, read from yeah because their comments came with the survey
0: is this do they have access to the internet or was this a phone call thing or what how do you even conduct that
1: so um, they're from a lot of women who are on parole, living in halfway houses, mm. okay. just released. And also um, I did do phone calls inside. So um, I won't talk about how I did it. I'm not supposed to do it. But yeah. um, I, I filled out the survey for them when they gave me the answers over the phone.
0: Gotcha. Is there any um, repercussions or... Uh... Putting someone a timeout or something, if they do use those uh, wrong pronouns, really? I mean, so if, say, the, uh, a woman incarcerated says, this man is a, sh- uh, a man, like, do they get, I don't know, whatever, does anything happen to them? Like, is there any.
1: Yeah, they'll get reprimanded or get a warning. And if it continues, then yeah, they could be charged. So, you know what happens is. Um, but and this happened. So um, Madeline Hark's uh, legal name is Matthew Hark's prolific serial pedophile has like over 60 um, offenses and like 200 victims or something. I might have did that backwards. Mm-hmm. Um, anyways, he sexually assaulted an indigenous woman in the bathroom at Grand Valley. And the women who lived with him didn't want him back in the house. So they locked yeah. the door and wouldn't let him in the house. And he mm-hmm. went to the guards and the guards came and said, if you don't let her in the house we're going to put bullying in your paperwork and when you go for parole that's going to impact it so that's what they're doing or they'll target you and by targeting you that means that they'll search you and then they'll charge you with contraband And contraband is anything that is not on your property list. So you could be charged with having a CD. Say you borrowed your neighbor's hair straightener and you were straightening your hair and they came through, that's a charge. So now you have contraband charges. And when you go for parole, they see all these charges and they say, well, you have poor institutional behavior, so we're not granting
0: you parole. Oh my God, it's insane, and it's it's just that obviousness of you know, oh that this doesn't really happen, and oh men could never abuse this system, and you know, like, I mean, it could be so sick that men would intentionally, I don't know, break the law and then identify as a woman and then get be housed with women. It sounds like a field day for sex freak, whatever, just a disgusting perv. Like it sounds like heaven. Like why would they not abuse the system? Of course they would. And I mean, Lord, it's well, there's
1: there's no consequence, right? Like it could be understandable if there was a consequence for lying about being a woman, but there isn't because a, a woman is anyone who identifies as one. There is yeah. no objective test to who is trans and who is not. And by doing so, you're discriminating against their gender identity, right? so there there's no objective test there's no consequence for faking it so like that that thing that you read off the comment Mm -hmm. from the woman she's referring to steve mellenbacher well steve is like a third time federal offender he's been in and out of men's prisons for two decades and on one of his releases he got revoked and he started identifying as a woman and went by the name sam he started taking hormones and grew his hair long then when he got to the woman's prison he stopped taking his hormones he sells them to either other trans that are in there or sells them to the women because they make their boobs grow so yes and he said he didn't like the hormones because they made his dick not work so (laughs) And there's no way for the guards to be like, okay, well, you're not taking your hormones now. You need to leave because they're discriminating against them. So what they do is they just transfer them from woman's prison to woman's prison to woman's prison. Mm-hmm. And they continue with the behavior that and the whole reason why they were transferred. So Steve went from Fraser Valley in BC to Edmonton in, in Alberta and then Grand Valley in Ontario. And he had the same behavior every single time and nothing happened and now he's out and he's on charges for sexual assault but he's living as a man again he's steve again because he played the system yeah of course and and the other thing is is that corrections has an exemption clause in their policy right so 50 percent of the transfer requests to women's prisons were from sex offenders obviously they were denied because there's this an exemption clause right and some of the things they look at are like the mother child program suitable programming the security of the facility and advocates are um demanding that transfers happen with no exception so they want the exemption clause removed they think that corrections has too much power in being able to decide or deny transfers They don't want stats to be collected on sex, which means there will be no stats, like true stats to show Mm. male violence, to show sexual assaults, to show how many males are in women's prisons. It's absolutely like crazy that Mm. anyone could even advocate for this. So essentially women's prisons will be gone and it'll just be mixed sex and then men's
0: i know which is what you know is happening everywhere bathrooms and i mean you name it uh it's i don't know i'm just like repeating myself at this point i had a question but i forgot um wild um let's see here i'm to open one of the links that you sent so how did that protest go that you did uh last year what was it on halloween
1: so we actually did 11 protests um, oh, wow. last year. We Amazing. started in March. We had a bunch of GVI, and then we actually did a Canada wide protest in September. Mm-hmm. And we had a protest in BC, Alberta, uh, two in Ontario, one in Quebec and one in Nova Scotia.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: then we did a capital party protest on um, the day before Halloween. And we mm-hmm. all wore costumes and mm-hmm. it was so much fun.
0: Sounds like it. Did you get any uh, hatred or anyone shouting at you?
1: One guy told us to go home, but other than That's that, Oh wow, of, interesting. Yeah, yeah go got figure. A lot of honks. Yeah,
0: I mean, these people usually are just keyboard warriors and the ultimate protected class. It's uh, yeah, I mean, these people can literally get away with murder and like the worst offensive offenses because. People are uh, terrified to be called words that aren't, it's not even the truth. People are terrified of untruths being said about them. Uh, Like it's, this whole system is built for abuse. Um, I mean, I I don't even know how it's reversible at this point, but I don't even know. How do you remain positive?
1: I know it gets me down sometimes, but like there seems to be a lot more people finally realizing what's going on because part of the trans uh, activists they use is their language to confuse people. So they talk about trans women Mm -hmm. and then people think that these are males who have breast implants and who have a neo vagina and take hormones, but that's not the case. Like those males Mm -hmm. have been incarcerated with us since at least 1982, So once the public's aware that a trans woman is, in fact, any male who identifies as one, they're kind of like, whoa, okay, I didn't know that's what we were talking about.
0: Yeah. Or they think it's a woman because you're using the word woman. Go figure. Like, if people that are new to the subject, um, I've seen time and again, I can tell that they're talking about a a woman pretending to be a man. And I'm like, it's just this whole language is... uh, the whole language game is built to confuse anyone. So then you wind up just being confused and being like, I don't even know what's going on, whatever. Um, Corrupt reality. So they can get away with whatever the hell they want. Yeah,
1: no, it definitely is. And like anyone who thinks that a male who's convicted or charged and looking at a long time, is not gonna identify as a woman.
0: So, hey, commercial break. You can support my work by joining the Rational Revolution on my Subscribestar, which is Subscribestar.com forward slash distorted lens. Or you can donate directly through my PayPal, which should be some link somewhere around here. I'll put it up. Just want to have a commercial break and make sure that you uh, support my work. If you enjoy the work that I do, if you get any sort of entertainment, any sort of education, and you just want to support my work, you can do that by doing one of the things I just mentioned. So back to the show.
1: They're crazy. Like, mm-hmm. no wonder that Steve and Frank and um, Byron and, you know, like, they've been in men's prisons for years. They haven't had sex. Of course they want in a woman's prison. Yep. <laughs> like, so Safe, it just yeah. Go Go how ahead. people can use these excuses. Um, and especially, like, the one that really gets me is... Um, everyone says they want the trans women in women's prisons so that they're safer because men's prisons are dangerous. But then they turn around and try and tell us that women are no different than men and that they rape and that they do this and they do that too. And it's like, well, I thought you wanted them in women's prisons because they're safer. They, they can't be They say that safer. women
0: rape? What? Who's saying that? The TRAs? Yes. Yeah. It's, what? Where are they it's getting that crazy. from? Whatever. They, every time they just... Whatever they're doing, the people on their team, insanity. They always project onto you. Like they always do the Darvo Kafka trap stuff. Where, again, I think this stuff is just designed to drive you crazy and confuse you, and it's a total distortion and perversion of what you really see in front of you and what's what's happening. Like (laughs) reality exists. Um, uh, It's so insane how many people, how many people actually believe this. Ideology versus the people that are being coerced and terrified into believing it. I think I I gotta think that most more people are going along with it because they're too terrified of being called names. Heaven forbid someone on the internet calls you some made up thing. I'm like transphobe. I'm not. I'm not afraid, and I don't think trans is real. So I'm like this. Even your insult does nothing to me. Like I'm just that does not compute in my head because I'm not playing that game. And of course, it always you know, has that effect, at least I'm not gonna say always, but I think a lot when it first happens to you, someone called me a turf And I was like, I had that feeling of like, Oh my God. Like I, I knew, I know my truth that I stand in. I know the truth, but then I get that, like a slur hurled at me, even though I didn't quite know what the hell it was at the time. But I saw that feeling of like, Oh, I'm a bad person. Or am I wrong here? Because that was a whole onslaught on Facebook because I posted about a man pretending to be a woman that raped his own child um, that was getting taxpayers money to be, you know, to have the, the, I hate saying sex change if you can't change your sex, an operation to mutilate your body um, and be put into women's prison. And I just posted it on Facebook and uh, I was like, just think about, I was just asking people to think. And like, I had this whole pile on. Of course I had that feeling of, Oh my God, what? Like I just, these people came out of nowhere. Um, but then, next day i was like all right this is bullshit you know it's just such yeah. a lie the whole turf thing ridiculous like i don't i don't even think these people that say that word i don't even think they know what it means like truly it's dumb like i'm not against it, yeah, yeah go ahead
1: And it it gets thrown around for everything, too. And you know what's Mm -hmm. so funny is when people are like, they agree with me about the prisons, Mm -hmm. but then they turn around and say, but you're walking a fine line of being a turf." And I'm like, well, little do you know, since you agreed with me about prisons, you're a turf."
0: (laughs) Exactly. I don't understand. What is the one thing that they find that you're being a little bit turfy about? It's so funny how people are agreeing with it on different levels, too, like that, where they'll agree with some of you of what you say. I'm curious, what what part do they agree with? And what part are they like, mm, I don't know about that. Too truthful.
1: I think because I'm just too blunt and straightforward. And the fact that should, I don't use be. the language, mm, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, um, I won't say she, her. I won't say okay. he, him. Mm-hmm. And then so they think that makes me a TERF. And it's like, well, no it doesn't <laughs> because yeah. we already agreed that this person is not a trans woman. So why would I then call them? She, her, like,
0: because but it's mean it's- you're doing, you know, that's really mean and do the right thing, which is do what I, or uh, what is the phrase? Whatever. Um, be kind is the, you know, do as I say, you can't yeah. make people believe things. Like if you want to believe, whatever the hell you want to believe in, go right ahead. But I mean, this whole forcing people to partake in your delusion, which is going to, I think, inevitably drive people insane as well, which then I think you're more susceptible uh, to possibly identifying into that group When one way or another, you know? <laughs> Even when I was, this is random, but I was doing this Apple Fitness Plus thing. I'm not a fan of Apple anyway, but, and it was all like, inclusion uh, month or whatever and they basically it made me feel like i'm not included in this group if i'm not an ally if i'm not trans i'm not a lesbian and i'm like well i'm not any of those i feel excluded isn't that funny that something that they make uh seemingly so inclusive and yet i feel excluded like i mean i'm not like a butthurt over uh not being included in this delusion thing but it's still so hilarious and ironic that they preach so much inclusivity, but then let's exclude people that stand up for biological realities. It's like, it's a lie. Like, you're not you're not speaking the truth.
1: Yeah. And it's same with when, uh, so I ask people online, um, what's the definition of a woman? And they say, anyone who identifies as one. And I'm like,
0: How's okay, but definition? Wh- what, if, what is a yeah. woman?
1: And then yeah. they say, anyone who um, identifies with uh qualities that are traditionally related to women and i'm like okay but i wear men's clothing black skateboarder stuff like so does that mean i'm not a woman and they're like well do you identify as one and i'm like okay so anyone no matter what there's nothing no way to ground this there's no definition like you said it right there yeah you can't define a word and give the word you're defining like that doesn't work that way
0: you can't exist in a realm of uh uh living in reality where you, you you don't it's you're existing on nothing that has foundation like there's no it's just a puff of genericness like i mean this going to it's like built for insanity like you have to have foundational things and words have meaning and describing something as you know oh that's that i don't know the whole <laughs> A woman is, uh, you know, lipstick and long hair and ridiculousness. I'm like, no, no. I mean, you can have short hair, you can be bald, no lipstick. Oh, the classic argument, which I don't know if you know who Matt Walsh is, Mr. Conservative. I know a lot of people probably don't like him, but he was on Dr. Phil and pretty much mic dropped the whole trans thing because he did the same thing. He's like, what is a woman? Um, it was so beautiful to see because he's not being hateful. He's just asking questions and they have this whole like, Oh my God, can you believe where I was going with that? Other than it was amazing to witness. Um, uh, damn it. I forgot. I don't know. I'm going to remember, of course, when you start talking, I'm sure. Oh, they're they just like, that. yeah, wasn't it wasn't amazing. They're like, you're, I love how they always do the, you um, generalize it down to general. What is the phrase you, uh, they always say that yeah. about, what is the phrase?
1: Yeah, genitals. Yeah, uh, yeah the genitals. We
0: just narrow it down. That we think when we're obsessed with genitals, I'm like, huh, biological reality exists. Whatever. I sound like a bigot. Whoops.
1: Yeah, I know. I watched that, and like he just kept saying, "Like, what's a woman? What is a woman? Like, you yeah. haven't told me yet."
0: <laughs> yeah, that guy's confusing. He's all I don't know. Whatever. They're the total distortion. And that other woman's like, "Why do you care so much? Why do? You- <laughs> Why do you care yeah. so much?" Um, because this has an effect on women's lives.
1: And it's the women that are really? like in poverty or, you know, abusive situations. It's like, it's not, you know, your liberal, like even conservative, but you you know, when, if you have money, your life is pretty good. You're not in a homeless shelter. You know, you're not in most of the time in prison, etc. Yeah. cetera. Mm-hmm. Like those aren't experiences that you have to deal with and probably aren't gonna deal with in your life. Mm -hmm. So they don't care, right? Like they think they're doing a good thing because the poor trans women are so marginalized and victimized over everybody else in the whole world. I mean, they're given
0: the most rights. I'm like, what what rights do they not have? It's whatever, sorry, not to cut you off. So
1: they don't even realize what's going on. They don't even Mm -hmm. know what it's like to be housed in a cell with a male. And it's like these women, are coming from like prostitution, drug addiction, um, sexual abuse, physical abuse, domestic violence. At the hands of men. At the hands of men. And then you're locking them up with men. And now women are becoming pregnant. So we're taking women out for abortions. Um, There's women in the halfway house pregnant. There's another woman who had a baby. So now...
0: They're giving women condoms in California. I'm like, it's crazy to me giving women condoms in California sounds pretty bigotry to me because you're admitting there's some sort of biological reality going on here. So it's, I wonder why you're doing that weird. If they really were going get- to buy into it, like they, they wouldn't be giving condoms. Cause then they would be like, I don't know. It's just like, I don't get it. Like that. It's just breaks my brain. The irony, uh, there is hilarious. I mean, it's not hilarious. It's just, uh, dumb. I'm like, you're, you're admitting that there's male and female and that something happens when male and females come together and have sexual relations.
1: Well, yeah, there's even they're giving the morning after pill at healthcare. And then there's also been like um STI scares, so there was like mm-hmm. an HIV scare, there was a herpes scare, um because like and in in jail and prison, like you don't have a right to someone else's medical file. Mm-hmm. Um so you don't know who has what right so Mm -hmm. like these guys are coming in with hiv hep c Mm -hmm. etc and they're not disclosing that fact before they're sleeping with the women or raping the women right so then like they had to put some of them in seg wait for blood work etc like just craziness which is going on like it's it's now like they're in a gated community and the gates don't open and they're allowing all these men in and like the just the toxic relationships that are developing in there and like these cliques that form around the men and mm-hmm, then they mm-hmm. it gives them all this power and control they can literally do anything they want yep. and then when they do sexually assault or harass other women um they don't tell because one you don't rat in prison but two mm-hmm. they're worried about the cliques of women that are forming around these handmaidens men.
0: yeah oh, yes Lord Almighty, the handmaidens insane Uh, Even though they know, I mean, I guess the, I don't know, I guess they trap you so hard that you can't admit the reality of what's, or maybe they think that the women are lying at that point. If, you know, if you're such a, have a stronghold of being a handmaiden and protecting these, oh, it's insane. They're like what they're, they're taking advantage of women's natural, beautiful empathy and sympathy that women more are inclined to have. And they're, um, like, weaponizing it. They know what they're doing. These people are... Once you're fucked in the head in that way, like, you open all these other doors of uh, being evil and deception. Oh, God, it's insane. It's just, like, when men and women are housed together in general, like, shit always goes down. Like, someone gets hippie or women get jealous. Like, oh, it just... it's it, No matter what, in any situation there's reasons why we have separate quarters for two, the two sexes. Yeah. Obviously.
1: Yeah, it is. And the women are just like, they're triggered too. They're like, we can't even walk from like the bathroom to our bedroom in our house coat. We don't feel comfortable. Like they're being cornered in the laundry room, pushed up against the wall. Tongues being like shoved down their throats, like all sorts of stuff. Right. Um, And the guards don't do anything because like their hands are kind of tied, right? So if you're trans, you have all this power and you're discriminating against me because I'm trans. So then they're putting in grievances and they're escalating it to the human rights tribunal. Right. But what they're doing is, is they're settling in mediation, which means that they're getting a payout. But also when you do mediation, you sign um, a contract non-disclosure, right? So, here they are, we don't get any info, they get paid off, and no real policy change is effective from that.
0: Wait, who gets paid off?
1: The trans prisoner.
0: So like one of them- Is that how it was, works if they complain about something that, oh, I'm being, I'm, I'm offended or making up some yes. lie. They wind up getting money from some sort of system? Yes,
1: yeah, so when you go to the Canadian Human Rights Tribunal, one of the remedies hey. is um, being paid damages For mental anguish and discrimination and all that type of stuff. What the hell is
0: money? What is money going to solve if you've, I mean, shouldn't you nip it? I mean, this is obvious. You know what the answer is. You nip it in the bud and be like, okay, if this person's causing causing this issue, I don't know, or like mental therapy. I mean, those are the obvious answers. I guess money is the easier route. What am I talking about? (laughs)
1: Well, then, like, the the tribunals and stuff are all captured as well. Like, everything's gender identity ideology, right? Mm -hmm. So, like, um, all they do is blame it on the fact that they're transgender. I'm being punished. I'm in segregation and they won't give me makeup. And then they put in a grievance and they escalate that grievance because the grievance is an internal complaint avenue Mm -hmm. for Mm -hmm. corrections. And then you have your three levels and if it doesn't get satisfied – Then you can escalate it and put it put in your complaint as like a human rights um as long as it falls under the protected grounds and
0: what is um, not like i'm curious what they would possibly ever say no to then as if you're identifying as trans because then i mean what is the thing that they could possibly say no to is there anything
1: i don't i don't know
0: yeah exactly (laughs) Oh, I'm gonna but that's oh, go ahead. that's
1: what's happening and mm-hmm. they're even in the men's prisons um there are some who have been denied transfers and what they're doing is they're putting themselves in segregation which is enforcing like um Adamus. i probably said that wrong but it's a writ which is um to make the courts intervene and say you have yeah. a duty and you need to get your act together basically
0: is this who is this in the men's prison? You said women identifying as men. No, or? no, they're
1: they're males okay, in the men's yeah, prison who have been denied transfers. Yeah, and they're fighting to try to get the transfer decision reversed so that they can transfer. And I some understand. of those are denied transfer due to overriding health and safety concerns, like the security of the facility or the fact that they're a sex offender, etc.
0: I thought sex. Well so pedophiles are allowed to be transferred into women's prisons but not sex offenders or something like what is the where's the line
1: i don't know they did let michael williams into the women's prison in bc and he raped and murdered a 13 year old indigenous girl
0: good lord almighty yeah Uh, i'm gonna read one another one of those uh incarcerated women in canada snippets um a male prisoner who admittedly brags to friends about playing the system pretend, pretending to be a woman targeted me along with countless others in an attempt to have sexual relations because the sexual harassment was so insistent I stopped going to get my medication because I wanted to avoid him due to how uncomfortable he made me feel. I would avoid any situation where I could possibly encounter him, including going on walks, attending events, and various programs, recreation, and activities, which is just so sad like the one enjoyment you could possibly get out of your day, you know, maybe going for a walk or recreation or whatever activities being shut off. I mean, no wonder why people are being driven to suicide. I just like, I cannot fathom these situations all because a man does whatever the fuck he wants.
1: Well, and what they're doing is they're, um, so the women that are like developmentally delayed, Mm -hmm. um, have like mental health, um, have some sort of disabilities, right? right? We do have a few women that are like twelve, um, you know. Mentally, so yeah, yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. what they do is they prey on them. It's of so course. crazy. So a lot of them Walking are in target. what we call um, structured living environment that mm-hmm. has more like a behavior counselor, the guards go in there more, there's more supervision, right? Cause there's a lot of mental health. Yeah. So they, when the trans get in trouble and can't be on the compound, they put them in the SLEE with the most vulnerable women on compound. Like it's insane.
0: What's a SLEE?
1: We call it the SLEE. It's a structured living environment.
0: Oh, okay. Gotcha.
1: It's, it's the mental health portion, but there's so much mental health right now that they actually had to turn house five into another mental health house so they have um two sides to the sleeve and then they have a whole house so mental health is escalating Mm -hmm. um which is not surprising because the prisons have been on restrictions for the last two years they've been in cohorts so the compound is separated there's cohort one and cohort two Mm -hmm. so you're not even seeing your friends um because of the yeah, so cohort one can't mingle with cohort two. Okay. You're only allowed out on the different days, right? So they'll let cohort one out maybe like Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, yeah. and then they sanitize like Wednesday and then let the other cohort out. So there's like four days where you're not allowed to go to school or work. Um, and then there's no programming or volunteers. So no narcotics anonymous, no alcoholics yeah. anonymous, none of that. And there has been an increase in drug use in the prisons. Um, and of yeah. course, because there's no programming, there's no relapse yeah. prevention, there's yeah, no nothing.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So are they wearing masks in prison?
1: Um, I think some of them can, but they're not. Yeah. You know, like like they my, friends, my friends aren't.
0: Yeah. Did they, are they, are they forcing the prisoners to get the job?
1: so at grand valley here in ontario it was a choice but they did send around a prisoner to try to talk everybody into getting it mm-hmm. they've they've had three doses in there i have heard reports that like in saskatchewan that they're doing forced vaccination mm-hmm. um which is crazy because like they're pretty much all indigenous and you're forcing vaccination that's like like the forcing uh sterilization on indigenous women like yeah that was brought up when the person reported it to me and yeah it's true yeah (laughs) like
0: so you think the the job is sterilizing because I mean I do for sure
1: well that's not what I meant but sure, (laughs) I meant um the Canadian government sterilized indigenous women for years and years yeah yeah, yeah have all the way up until i don't know they're probably still doing it but you know what i mean like that was Mm -hmm. forced that was a medical procedure forced on them and now they're again forcing another medical procedure on them
0: yeah i don't think any sort of forced medical procedure is going to be anything good for you know for your good or anyone's good seems quite obvious if you have to force it yes
1: no i'm I'm not in for the forced anything yeah um Mm -hmm. I totally, like, I've been watching, like, the trucker convoy for the last yeah, two yeah, days. Yeah. Yep. And my heart so is just so happy to see that.
0: Me too. It's awesome. I saw other countries do that as well. Maybe I was New Zealand, like, months ago. Um, they, they're so helpless as well. It's so insane. But I don't know what the fuck happened with Canada in the past, I don't know, three years. Trudeau is so gross. Such a horrible liar. <laughs> just
1: he's ruined Canada. Like it's Uh just been, and it was so crazy. Like when I got out of prison because like so much had changed, it was just Mm -hmm. like a culture shock to me. Like I remember they released me and I had to take a cab to the Kitchener bus station to catch a bus from Kitchener to Toronto. But there was a three hour layover in Toronto for my bus from Toronto to North Bay. Mm -hmm. So I was outside having a smoke and someone came up to me and they're like, can I use your lighter? And I'm like, sure. And then they pulled out two joints and tried to hand me one and lit the other. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to go to jail. right' <laughs> was like, weed became legal while I was in, but I still didn't know. Oh, what okay.
0: Okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Huh. When did they do that? Was that tw- like before? I was, huh. I was in. Okay. Interesting. So
1: 2016 or
0: mm-hmm. 2017,
1: 2018, somewhere gotcha. around there.
0: Yeah. Um, gosh, I feel like there's, if there's anything else we want to talk about, I'd be more than happy to highlight whatever you want to bring to light, really. Yeah. So
1: um, one of the really important things that I think is important anyways, is that we have like 100 years of prison reform and we have like just over 30 years with women's corrections. Mm-hmm. And with this new transfer policy, that is all at risk now we're going backwards. So with women's prisons, we only had one in Canada and it was called prison for women. And it was in Kingston, Ontario. And actually women were incarcerated at Kingston Penitentiary, which is the men's prison. Hmm. And the men built the prison for women across the street. Hmm. So the women moved into that after the male prisoners built it and There was a bunch of inquiries in there, and um, people were advocating to have it closed. They said it wasn't fit for bears. And within a three-year period, seven women committed suicide. All but one were Indigenous. They didn't fare well in an environment built for men. And there was a lot, a lot of human rights violations with women in prison, and it led to um a task force on federally sentenced women and they put out a report called creating choices Hmm. um they built the six prisons for women across canada and they have lower security measures they have cottage style houses Hmm. they have more privileges it's less restrictive etc we have a mother child program now so we raise our children in prison Um, full-time up to age four, part-time after that because they're in school. Mm -hmm. Um, We don't have, like, weapons, like guns. We don't have guard towers, spotlights, like, none of that type of stuff. So what trans rights activists are saying is that these transfers of males that identify as women should be treated as women. Therefore, CSC should be able to facilitate them in the women's prisons and if need be they can increase the security so we're gonna end up losing our women's prisons yeah they're gonna go back to environments built for men where our mother child program will be in jeopardy because you cannot raise children in an environment like that yeah also we don't have enough room in our women's prisons for them so mm. where do we mm-hmm. put the women when the beds are gone So then they're going to start building more prisons and if they build more prisons, they have to find more people to fill them. Right. Mm -hmm. We don't want them to build more prisons. I don't understand. And I do understand. I shouldn't say that because this isn't about safety. It's about Mm -hmm. validation, right? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: They have the room in men's prisons with (laughs) wings, pods, ranges, that they can develop their transgender wing in the men's facility they yep. can be separated from the rest of the facility but still utilize the gym the kitchen the programs the church everything right mm-hmm. because they do this in provincial mm-hmm. women are housed in a jail that was built for men but were given a wing or a range and we're kept separate from the men. So they can do it, they yeah. have the room, then they don't have to build more prisons. And if they built a transgender wing for each of their regions, then that would be taken care of. Yeah. And then we're not downloading the risk of male violence from men's prisons onto women, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they don't want to address the male violence in men's prisons right? Because that's why we want to transfer. We want to yeah, transfer because exactly. they're not safe, because of men. Yeah. So with these transgender wings, they could be your um, alphabet wings, and then they can protect more people than the select few that they're trying to protect. Because there are trans women who live as women in men's institutions that do not want to transfer. Hmm, so nothing has been done to hmm. protect them. Gay men are at just as much risk in men's prisons as trans women. Nothing has been done for them. So realistically, the best idea would be to build these wings and protect more men instead of risking women and only choosing a select few because we house all the trans men in women's prisons as well because men's prisons aren't safe for trans men and trans men would be females who identify as women, right? Yeah,
0: as men, yeah yeah, wow, well said. I mean, are there anyone that's advocating for that or asking for that or rallying to make that possibly come to fruition?
1: I'm trying.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. I mean,
1: right.
0: I know. its it just makes too much sense at this point because the same thing can be said about high school locker rooms, you know, which they're dealing with here in Texas of all places. I mean, it's going on everywhere. Um, you know, men pretend to be women in the uh, locker room. Um, I mean, people are like, "Oh, they should just create a third locker room for transgender people." I'm like, "That's not that's not what they want. That's not what they want at all. It's not validating for them to be able to enter the taboo or like, you know, you're not supposed to, you know, women places. I mean, it must be total euphoria, Um, Bonerville, like to be able to enter women's areas. I mean, there's disgusting, countless. Photos and fetishy stuff, cat of uh, men going into women's bathrooms and videotaping and photographing. There's a whole porn thing. I should. I wish I never even looked up or researched, but goes in hand in hand with this trans stuff, uh, jacking off and just like producing extremely sexual, uh, putting suction cup dildos in the floor and going, having at it in the women's bathroom is because, woo-wee, what a, what euphoria and, I mean, it's so sexual to them. It's a fetish.
1: It's like people, I don't get this because, like, I was born in 1988. Mm -hmm. So, I grew up on, like, Unsolved Mysteries, America's Most oh, yeah. Wanted. Totally. I grew up on, like, a million different crime documentaries. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand how people could forget about those. Like, they're <laughs> not fake. They're real. These people mm-hmm. exist. Like, and you don't know who is a predator or who is not. And by looking at the stats, there are more predators on the outside in society than there is inside.
0: Yeah, You know,
1: like. I didn't know that my neighbor was a pedophile, not until he got arrested for it. How long was he doing it before? You know, like we these rapists and pedophiles are our brothers, our fathers, our cousins, our neighbors, our bosses. They are literally everybody. And they're very good at putting on a mask and pretending that they're not who they are. Totally. Like, I know how to manipulate and lie. I'm a drug addict.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: know how to be whatever I need to be to gain what I want.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I people have people forget that. about that. Yeah. I have that in my family. Addict. And these people are, they just grow and learn from being uh, addicted to substances, how to manipulate. And uh, on a level that, I mean, even people that probably... Uh, would not think that would happen to them would be taken advantage of I mean, these people are experts like they be- you become an expert at getting your way whatever that may be i mean not the whole intervention tv show which is kind of fucked up actually it's very fucked up that they put it on television because i had an eating disorder for six years and i learned tactics on eating disorder stuff from intervention so it's like I'm torn because I'm like, it's like, I think it can be helpful in how to uh, address someone in your family or whatnot. Um, but then it also is a double-edged sword thing where you can learn how to manipulate and, and, or how to function in that uh, addiction or mental um, um, delusion or whatever, you know, the eating, eating disorder thing is so similar to the trans thing, which is why when I first started researching the trans stuff, I mean, I, I was like, oh, I know what this is. Like, it's so similar. Just this, you know, the body dysmorphia and it's the same. It's so similar. I want to say it's the same thing. because so I, you know, you look yourself in the mirror, look at old photos. And I'm like, I thought I was fat then. And I'm like, I'm not fat at all. It's such a lie. And it's so all in your head. And I was alone and I had this whole online community of proana shit and had no friends. And, I'm like, oh, my family doesn't understand me. And they didn't know how to handle it at the time. Um, you just get wrapped up into this. I mean, the internet is absolutely making this stuff explode. And I have to wonder how, I mean, <laughs> take the phone away from these kids that are like, I'm non-binary and get them out of public school. Um, you know, I've heard of um, people dissenting and stepping away from it because they don't have that indoctrination. And like, well, why would you not want to be a part of this? progressive cool kid i mean it's so appealing like i totally get why kids are falling for this it's like it's colorful like i love colors uh colorful different like it's an ultimate act of rebellion um and i think most kids go through some rebellious stage especially if you have childhood trauma which i think most of us do i think so many uh i mean this is like a a literal magnet like i can't imagine having childhood trauma or not being in the cool kids club like a chitter or preppy or something and then being like well why would i not join these people i have an immediate you know love bombing crew it's such a trap it's so sad it yeah. is and
1: it's marketed to children as well they use oh, yeah. glitter and rainbows and unicorns and like it's, it's i literally yeah. have a
0: unicorn tattoo dude like um, not that I ever, I, I mean, it's, if I was born, you know, in the nineties, I guess, I think, uh, I mean, most women, like I've, you know, a lot of girls grow up with, uh, not being girly girl and maybe they have brothers and they just play in the dirt. Like you said, you know, wearing cargo shorts or not wearing girly, girly. I never liked the color pink or any of that shit. Um, I think it was more just cause I thought that the society looked down on that and I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to identify as like girly girl stuff. You know, these people are women or young girls. I don't know something about it. I just didn't want to be, I thought it was a weakness. I thought like being girly girl back then was a weakness, which is insane to think back on and realize that. But just because you don't wear the conventional, uh, typical, it's not even typical. I think though, you know, womanly stereotypical crap does not mean you're magically a, a boy. It's so it's so dumb. It's so I really really do think Facebook, next door, and these mommy socializing spaces is such a trap to be like, oh well, my kid is trans too. Look, they just wanted to play in the dirt. Like, yeah, it's insane. I know I'm talking to the, we're preaching to the choir here, but it's good to vent. I mean, I literally had yeah. to step away from this stuff because it was really affecting me. So. You're kind of one of the one um, women that I am jumping back in with because I've I've always been interested in the what's been going on in the women's prisons and it's gut wrenching. I literally lost my best friend in California over this thing of uh, it was January first last year. They J- California signed some bill where they allow gender identity you know people men to be housed in women's prisons, and I tagged my best friend at the time in this Twitter thread. And it was all these gender-critical women and whatnot being like, this is insane. And I knew she wasn't going to likely respond to it because she'd probably get uh, jumped on. Not in a way where we attack, but having too much truth going on where she didn't want to get involved. <laughs> so she DM'd me and was like, hey, I don't know how Twitter works, and I, which is total lies, um, which, which is whatever. Um, she was okay with men being housed in uh, women's prisons. And I'm like, I can understand having friends they don't have the same political beliefs or whatever, or we don't believe this or that, but like throwing yourself under the bus as a woman. And also I'm a woman. I, I can't, this is where I draw a line. And I, I asked her, I was like, can we just talk over the phone? Cause I don't like doing this texting thing. And I never got a response. So, um, you know, it was literally because she was like, you know, they, they have feelings and she's just so, ugh, it's, it's unfortunate. Yeah. I couldn't even get my word in. I'm like what are you afraid of like why can't we talk this out we can't even talk this out
1: i've gotten like fortunate because um well i've been talking about this since june 2019 okay. so basically anyone that didn't like it's already left but i had a lot of people that um didn't agree with me but stayed mm-hmm. on my facebook mm-hmm. and learned and then right. that's good they're now in agreeance with me which was really cool to see that happen it took a while but i was persistent
0: yeah yep i've had a couple of i'd say uh one follower i'm thinking of that she wasn't rude but she definitely was kind of butting heads with me with the whole gender ideology thing um and i would get annoyed and angry but i'm like i don't there's no reason to block this person because they weren't offending me and they weren't being a troll and she's i feel like she's woken up through what I've been posting and whatnot, which is beautiful and amazing. And that's great. That's great that these people have this curiosity. And I guess, in a way, social media <coughs> can have that benefit. Because uh, another one of my friends we're not really friends anymore, obviously, but she still looks at my stories obsessively. And I'm like, go ahead, like have at it. I'm not mad at it at all. I mean, it kind of sucks because I'm like, just talk to me. But, um, you know, it's difficult like blocking people um, back when I was in and uh, in doing and all this, because uh, I, I was just like I don't want to block them because then they may not be able to see the other side. It's just uh, yeah, that fine line of like how trolly is this person being? Where I just need to block them. Um, you know what I mean? Like I'm like if I block them, they're not going to be able to possibly yeah. uh, w- awaken to the truth.
1: Yeah, and I noticed a lot lately that um, so. Not a lot of left-wing, like none, would mm-hmm. even post about the prisons or gender identity, et cetera, because they go along with it. Yeah. So we've been using a lot of, like, right-wing and conservative news sources to mm-hmm. do this, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, they're also the same news sources that are, like, no more lockdowns, no more mandates, etc. Mm-hmm. So all of those people, mm-hmm. like the freedom fighters or mm-hmm. – um, Yep. the anti-lockdown people, all of them are using those sources now because they realize they can't trust CTV or CBC or global, right? So they're all being awakened to the gender identity stuff,
0: mm, which mm-hmm. is
1: good because we've broken through the echo chamber. So really? yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. they the things they believe about the government and COVID, they're awake enough to believe what we're saying and don't doubt us. So it's been pretty cool
0: hmm. yeah totally yeah and i'm i'm loving seeing matt uh matt walsh you know talk more about or have I, I, he has fun with it which is hilarious to say but um because it's just funny how he i'm like oh vanessa voki was talking about this youtuber guy for months and now matt's doing it and i'm like have at it, dude. i'm not mad i'm not like we've been because i know there's that thing of like women being like uh Oh, we've been saying this for years you know a man saying and i'm like i don't care man at least you know some dude who has a lot of followers is you know waking waking up his audience i'm not mad i'm like have at it dude the more people talking about this and speaking truth into it i think it just starts to shatter um these lies it does suck that it's typically conservative stuff because then they'll go oh okay you're a trumper or whatever um course but of course liberal you know left people ain't going to touch this
1: it's true too like i went to a freedom rally in may Mm -hmm. because the people's party of canada leader was going to be there and i wanted to tell him about prisons Mm. well didn't all these people jump on me how dare i speak to him and he's this, that, and the other thing. Mm. And I'm like, I don't care what he is. I'm going yeah. to tell whoever will listen to me about prisons and yep. they can do with whatever they want to do. I'm not working Definitely. with anyone. I'm getting the information out. Mm-hmm. And they were the only political party in Canada for the election that put out um, a bulletin about the trans stuff. Wow. Conservatives didn't touch it. Liberals, NDP, Green, Black, uh, Quebec hmm. none of them.
0: Wait, so what is this party, I guess in that whole line of like left right, where would they fall? What's it called
1: They'd they fall on the right.
0: Okay. But I guess they're they're but they're different from the typical conservatives. Right?
1: Yeah, the conservatives okay. are pretty much liberal now.
0: Really in Canada?
1: <laughs> well, they're not, but like we feel like it because there, there's no opposition. They are uh, not opposing anything. There's been like no word true. from them. Yeah, I know what you mean. Um, and they're following along with everything that Justin Trudeau's doing. So essentially, there is no conservative party in Canada.
0: Wow. Yeah, I'm clueless about Canada's politics and whatnot. Um, can't seem surprised. People are just again living in that fear of. I think a lot of it's losing money and. People just don't want their cushy lives to be disrupted um, and be uncomfortable with, you know, standing in what you know to be true. They'd rather live in the stream of the lie because it's comfortable and "Mm, don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to be uncomfortable or have someone say this about me. I'm like, who cares? Who cares? The truth. We have to live in a world where reality means something and um, we can all agree on this word or this thing meaning that you can't live in a world where there's no foundation and words have no meaning that's literal chaos yeah it's not it's it's like they're trying to make utopia or something where i I was gonna say make everyone happy which is not even true (laughs) oh i just again love how the gender ideology is all about inclusivity like that's one of the biggest freaking lies you exclude women you know. I don't like saying I don't like calling myself a turf because I'm just like I don't play that game. But you know, it's it's totally ex- excluding stuff. Obviously, like heaven forbid you're white, Christian, conservative, male or female. Like ooh, mm, uncool, not included. Yeah. So it's not non inclusive. It's a lie. Um. Well, Miss Heather, uh, where can the people of the internet find you if you want to talk about that or uh, include that?
1: So I'm Heather Mason on Twitter. My handle is Mason one, three, four,
0: two, one, one
1: F. It's actually my FPS number from prison. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's how you identify me in the correctional system. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and I'm also on Facebook under Heather Mason as well. And I'm a founding member of Canadian women's sex based rights. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook as well.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much for coming on and shedding light on, your past and the prison system in Canada and in general, I I thank you a lot for your time and um, God bless you and what you do and, you know, helping just being that uh, listening ear too, for women in prison. And I think it's it's so important, you know, I think it's has a really big impact and that, that absolutely matters. So thank you so much for doing that. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, hey! Hey, if you got anything out of this video, if you've enjoyed my podcast at any point in time, if you learn anything, show your support by donating to my PayPal. It would mean the world to me. I really appreciate all the support, donations, and purchases from my shop on my website, which is lindsayplatotianart.com forward slash shop. You can buy some handmade goodies. So go shop, shop, shop. Fill them baskets. As always, thank you for supporting my work and take it easy.